Hit it. Live from the famous podcast studios at 438 Massachusetts Avenue in Cambridge, Massachusetts, courtesy of Chenpa Productions, it's the Larry and Ray Bother People podcast featuring Larry and Ray. On tonight's episode, Larry and Ray will be bothering Neil Plotnick. Now, for the moment nobody has been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, Larry and Ray! Sound of one hand clapping. Thank you. All right, all right, all right. All right. So here we are. This yeah. is wow. our first podcast. Wow. Our this first is pretty real exciting. Podcast. And what do you think of the studio? Pretty good. It's a little I think chilly. it's very exciting. You know, it's nicer than when we did our little demo, you know, yep. that was non produced right. to the ether. Yeah, it was raw, as the kids say. You know? Yes. And yep. um, I like the design. We've got the nice rectangle versus the square. We're not jammed up against the wall like we were last time. Yeah, I describe it as like early American Gothic arch, sort of. You yeah, know, yeah. Oh, or look. something like that. Yeah. Oh, look, we even have a studio audience on the other side of the glass. Wow. That's our, our, that's our guest. He's, our future he's, guest. Are you sure we have oxygen in the room for him, or is that extra? You know what? How do they get... Is, I do feel a little cool in here, so that's yeah. got to be a good thing, right? It, it is. We get to be like yeah. three little Fonzies when our guest comes in. And what's Fonzie? He's cool. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is from, uh, don't tell me, don't the tell come me. Movies Pulp from. Fiction. Yes, yes, exactly. That's beautiful. We can, when we do our annual yeah. movie show. Yep, and that was Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. That gave off that line. Brilliant film. And who, no no the, matter where you drop the needle on who, that. By the way, yeah. New Year's Eve. Yes, yes. Uh, he was being interviewed by, I'm pretty sure, um, Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper no on CNN with his wife. Mrs. Jackson. Yeah, and she was definitely wearing the pants in that family. Well, much like well, we'll get to you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of wearing the pants yes. in your family, yes. I was, as you know, you, yeah. you very graciously, and you and your wife invited me over. Yes. For uh, what was it, Christmas Eve dinner? That's true. And I think we've done this yeah. before, and it's always yeah. a great time. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed and it. And by the way, we usually when we invite you, you'll all you'll generally notice there are nobody else. There's no one else there really. <laughs> you get not only. You know, the Queen and King's attention. Well, I don't want to set myself... Yeah. I'm really talking about Shen and Anna. Of course, yeah. Right? Your wife and dog, yeah. Yes, and, um, but we can't really have other people necessarily because <laughs> it's kind of like going to the zoo uh, and bringing, you know, too many people that just don't really match and fit. You know, you get squares with circles. Is this making any sense? Uh, kind of. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I, all I can say is... Um, you know, you did serve two of my most guiltiest of pleasures, yes. sushi, which I can yes. eat all day and all right, night. Right, and I, right. I tried to prove it to you. Right. And the surprise was Girl Scout cookies, which I wow. love. And I was really wow. surprised yes. that you had those in the house because of your um, healthy lifestyle. That's true. And you're very no sugar. In fact, your your sugar is low sugar. That's right. how conservative you are about That's true. Well, But it was very enjoyable. I do like a healthy lifestyle, obviously. But yeah. equal, no, I don't know about equally, but <laughs> also... I do like to, you know, help out the community, contribute. Well, this is what really happened. Yeah, tell us the truth about these Girl Scouts. I heard a rumor from your wife. So about... I was parked in front of Trader Joe's picking yeah. up a few things, yeah. you know, a bottle of wine, yeah. some uh, organic farro, you know. Yeah, and, organic um, farro. Well, it wasn't uh, really organic, but it, yeah. it, it, I, they t the, the storekeeper told me it was. Oh, yeah, they, and, they um, don't say never. They, they say everything's organic. They use these words that make me, you know, more, more desired even I spent $2 extra for organic water the other day. I think it's a scam. Well, but go on. Right. So anyways, um, it was one of those make. really cold, bitter, you know, minus 10 with the wind chill kind of days. And these Girl yeah. Scouts were 
their booth was literally right in front of my car. I couldn't really get to my car, and they were shivering, but they were out there smiling yeah. and selling cookies. And I, I couldn't possibly, you know, just go to my car in the spirit of Christmas in Festivus as well, of course. Yes. They coincided this year. Um, they did. They collided. It happens every, like, six years. Yeah, and the mothers are out there kind of pushing them. It's like... That's the thing, you know. They're, all, they're like yeah. soccer moms, except they're... Girl Scout cooking. It's kind of right? like, you know, a lion and and it's young. Yeah. And the lion knows that she needs to teach the young how to eat, right? Right. So she's got these kids selling cookies in minus ten degree weather. So wow. I, I had a you know, I bought two boxes, it set me back ten dollars, but I knew I knew that I could find you customers did a good thing, and I found a good you know. customer in you, did I not? I did. I think I had the box of the thin mints, which are delicious, wow. by the way. Wow, wow. I should have you brought know. you a couple. So, um, you know, as you know, I enjoy and I enjoyed the sushi tremendously from like, we yes. use a very um can we give Gankia a plug? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good, right? Gankia, yes. Gankia. Yeah. Um, in Brookline and Cambridge right. for you folks in the area. Really good sushi. And I believe I had, what, 60 pieces, 65? Well, you, so you had the lion. Speaking of lions, you did have the lion's share of the sushi. I had the whole den and, share. Uh, we had a, and we have this long rectangular, much like this table, except yep. longer, rectangular table that we dine on. And my wife and I know at this, well, I, I know, and she was fortunate to sit where she sat. We want to give you as much space between us and, you know, your, and the food and you. Because if we get anywhere near where you're grabbing sushi, and if our hands entered your <laughs> airspace, um, you know, in a, a trip to the All right, take it easy, well, take it easy. You want, I'm, I'm never going to come back now. But it reminded me of that scene in Animal House, remember, yeah. there, uh, before the food fight? Belushi is there, Eric yeah. Stratton, and right. uh, Belushi starts doing his thing, yeah. and, and one of the girls there, go, uh, no, then Eric Stratton's like, just stay away from yeah. his feet and mouth, and you'll be fine. Exactly. That's what it's like. You really did keep me at a distance. Yeah, well, you know, because I've been there before, too, and, and not only did we need to keep us at a distance, but the poor tablecloth. The next morning, <laughs> I had to call the EPA <laughs> to order a toxic cleanup compound. All right, take it easy, take it easy. <laughs> All right, you're right. I'm all right, right. All right, all right. But I did enjoy it. You yes, know, I yes, really. Yes, I mean, yes. it's a, it is. It's it's something yes. that you know we all have our guilty pleasures. That yes. things that we love, and sushi happens to be mine. Yes. And Girl Scout cookies. I didn't know you loved it as much as you. I'm learning now. Well, it, it, and you have to eat it that night. Yeah. You really can't save it, even though you might have saved yeah, it. Yeah, really we had a, we, you did leave us three pieces uh, for leftovers. Well, so. yeah, yeah, for the rest of the days of Hanukkah. Yeah, so exactly. it, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> and your wife actually wrapped those up for a gift, right, for Hanukkah, for three of those nights. Not the greatest gift, but, you know. They don't really wrap well. You need, uh, <laughs> but anyways, yes, we did have them the next day. Yes, 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 indeed. Wrapping. So, um, yeah, go ahead. So, and then I want to hear, I heard a rumor that you were not only accosted by Girl Scout cookies, but turkeys yes, in I your was. neighborhood. Well, Are you comfortable sharing this trauma or oh, no? Oh, yeah. I mean, right, so me. normally my little dog, Chen, Chen who we love, uh, takes me out pretty early, usually 6.30 in the yeah. morning. Lately, she's been sleeping until 8.30 at night, which is fantastic. Yeah. But norm normally she takes me out pretty early and it's pretty cold. Yeah. And uh, we normally don't walk straight up our street. We usually take like a little turn and go into the neighborhood. But she took me up the street. We don't usually take her on a walk yeah and as i'm looking up into the sky um and it's the sun is just coming up because the sun comes up actually like around seven o'clock i see these big large um it looks like a just big nests yeah, it, yeah. but it turns out it's weird as we're looking into the these barren trees because the leaves have all fallen and we see these big what appear to be nests they're actually Big turkeys. So actually, turkeys in the Tur tree. Well, they sleep in the trees. I, I didn't I even always, know that. So I always knew they slept in the trees, but I never saw them sleep in the trees. Wow. And these turkeys. So and there was a turkey in every tree. 
No way. Yeah. Really? It's like a chicken in every pot kind of situation, yeah. but different. A turkey in every tree. And, and every so nest. They're, so they're yeah. at least three or four stories high. Yeah. And our building is a three-story building. Yeah. And even one was on the rooftop getting ready. You know, it's like planning its day. It's thinking, it's looking out at the Did landscape. Did it have like an iPad or an iPad Junior for turkeys? I think perhaps, but yeah. I noticed that they were definitely, you know, squawking up a storm because yeah. they were hungry. And how did Chen handle I, this? Probably better than you. Shen was totally fine. Really? Yeah, because she, the squawking for somehow it, I only really noticed it. She was well, just that doesn't surprise now. Me. Now, granted, she's a fifteen-year-old dog at yeah. this point, so you know her hearing isn't what it once was. Yes. So, yes. and mine isn't either. But nevertheless, I did certainly hear that, them squawking. That, that is scary. Well, as so, I'm thinking like, we got to turn around. But Shen is a very she's like she is a strong little twenty-pound dog. And she won't let me turn her around. She, when she decides she's going on direction. Oh, when she's on a mission, believe me, I've seen it. She's yeah. kept you out there for hours before. Yeah, it's usually an hour or longer. Mm. So as I'm trying to pull her back, all of a sudden, one by one, the, the turkeys leave their nest. Well, it wasn't really a nest. Yeah. It was just a branch. And they start floating toward the earth, really. Wow. They're, they're Together? Searching. The whole family? Well, they kind of go one by one. They wait for the first one, and then the others kind sort of Sort of like paratroopers? I felt like I was in Jurassic Park. Wow. Right? And they're looking for food. And I'm starting to feel like that goat that was in Jurassic oh, Park. Oh, yeah. They when, dropped in the... When the Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah. sensed there was yes, food yes. among us. Wow. Yeah. So it was right out of the birds. It felt like I, I was in an Alfred Hitchcock That's movie. scary, you know. And what happened? But you escaped, obviously. Well, yeah. Escaped. we. I tried to get her to take a sharp left. She wouldn't do it. Eventually, yeah. we got far enough away that they were doing their thing. We were doing our thing. And... And yep. the and the you know the it, the the fright passed. Yeah, wow. I tell you, the turkeys. I mean, they say it's a good thing that the turkeys are now sort of emerging, and be, I don't know why exactly because the turkey population maybe. But in Cambridge, where I live, in my street, yeah, these turkeys they're getting bigger and bigger. And I was in my and car, bolder. and they're bolder. They're totally bold. They're yeah. they're not afraid of anything. So yeah. I was in my car the other day, and hand to God. To, I looked to my leg. I tried to get out of the driver's side. I couldn't. There was this huge turkey. I, would, I mean, I could have gotten out, I guess, yeah. but I was afraid the turkey would, you know, nibble at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked to the right. I tried to get out the yeah. um, passenger side. Yeah. No, there was like the mother turkey They're there. They're like velociraptors. Yeah, and the little yeah. turkey is like in front of the car. So I, I remained calm. You know, I had enough provisions in case I had to be there all night. I believe I had like a pack of granola bars. You had your go bag, I hope. I had my go bag. Yeah. Yeah magazines right you know when i had yeah. all the these cds and i have satellite yeah. radio and plenty of uh -huh. gas yeah but um and then i remembered i'd taken a seminar or hearing some podcast actually about how to handle when turkeys get aggressive and so i remembered i actually had done this a while ago i had a picture of um uh, i believe it was stovetop stuffing and a picture <laughs> of um uh, ocean spray cranberry sauce yes. in my wallet so as they approached i flashed them that picture and they dispersed because they thought Thanksgiving with dinner was uh it's just like a silver away. bullet and a werewolf it very worked. similar it worked it totally oh. disarmed them boy so I can give you a picture if you want it has to be a color picture it has really, to be stoked up uh, they bought that huh they well, bought it well, you know well they're not that intelligent they're, that, they're, well, that their strong. heads are very very small but they did comprehend what you were getting at yeah so I, I flashed think... them the picture of the those two items yeah. They obviously panicked because they think about their relatives, post-traumatic stress and all that. Yeah. And it yeah, worked. So, yeah. 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 Uh, well, one more thing, though, yes. to bring up before yes. we bring our guest yes, in. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you can appreciate this. I did a sleep study a few weeks ago, a few yes. months ago. Yes, And it turns out what I already knew, which uh -huh. is that even though I feel like I sleep well every night and feel fairly refreshed, that I um, have, you know, sleep apnea. And so I was set up with a CPAP. Right. And you know, yes, you, you helped me. 
through that whole yes, thing, and it's, it's going experience. quite well. Yeah. yeah, I've done it for about a month now, yes. and um, it's actually very peaceful. It's and like a you white probably noise. can't sleep without it now. Right, I can't sleep without it. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, it's like a cocoon. You know, you're all. It's sort of like a little bit of white noise. Yeah, but this and, is very weird. And, open, and you breathe better, right? You I breathe hope, better, hopefully. yeah. And I didn't know I could actually feel better in the morning because I always feel good, but I actually feel even better. Wow, wow. And another thing is that, this sounds weird. I don't know if you have this experience with CPAP, but it has this weird echo to it. I don't know if you, it's very, no, very weird. I've and, never experienced and that. And I think that, that it's something otherworldly because I hear this murmur, like this groaning, like from beyond. When Maybe that's uh, the you when he sleeps over. He's on yeah. the couch. <laughs> yeah. Maybe somebody sneaks some woman in there in the three o'clock yeah, in the morning. Just no, but seriously, there's this weird moaning, and I thought it was just some kind of echo when I'm breathing or something. But it's it's continuous, so I'm trying to. I have to do some research to figure out if that's legit. Otherwise, something really freaky is going on. Yeah. It's legitimate weird thing. So well, yeah. perhaps our guest who is very technically astute. Could yeah, perhaps, he might be uh, able to help us. Point you in the right direction. Yeah. So, without further ado, she'll set us up for our guest. Shall I we think call so. him in, or do you want to intro and then call him? Well, in? let's see. Uh, let me take a look at the uh, agenda here. <laughs> wait, wait. All right, all right. Where are I we? think we should. Call oh yes, him yes. In. I think call him in. He oh, should let's hear. Call him in. Let's call all him right, in. Call him in. Call him in. You know, and yes. we'll give him that a good. That way, we'll get his expressions. Yeah. Because we want we'll to see describe them. Yeah. Hey! hey, 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 hey. Close that Parkin. door with you. Plotnik. 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 That's Plot the name. Nick. Not Plotkin. You keep Plot thinking Nick. of uh, Rupert Pupkin. Well, first of all, before you say hello, yeah. we would like to introduce you. All right. Uh, yes. Because, you know, you have many accolades, and, you know, the world needs to hear about them. Yeah. And he's so, got shots for all of them. Yeah. Without further ado, tonight's guest is an acclaimed teacher journalist, cybersecurity avenger, cat lover, sports enthusiast, cold water plunger, and cruising world traveler, to name a few of his many interests. This man is a real giver. He is a public high school educator. He teaches cybersecurity and special education classes. He has many years of publishing experience with Ziff Davis and was a columnist for PC Week. He is also a very loyal Celtics fan, and we are going to talk about last night's game. Oh. He loves cats and has adopted countless felines. In fact, maybe he can loan me one so I can better deal with my mouse problem. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. And here are some additional fun facts about today's guest. Every year on New Year's Day, our guest joins the Polar Bear Club on Revere Beach and takes a dive into the ocean where average temperatures are 37 degrees. No. Okay, well, you can you can uh, discount some of these. I do, by the way, embellish here and there. Um, Eight to ten percent. Okay, well, you can correct that after I finish uh, okay, this. No okay, this man. More accolades, please. There's only three more. This man has cruised to over forty countries, including Antarctica, no. Southeast Africa, and Cucamonga. Really, Cucamonga? You know what Cucamonga is? <laughs> it's just south of Cucamanga. Had a close and personal experience with a family of wilderbeasts. Wow. Do you know what a wildebeest is? Yeah, it's in the, uh, it's got antlers, right? It's, in, a, the, it's in the antelope family, family, yes. All right, this and is. this man grew up in the Bronx. This is true. In the same neighborhood as J-Lo, Danny Aiello, Woody Allen, Tracy Morgan, Alan Alder, and Carla Bruni. Wow, Carla Bruni. Don't know Carla. Right, she's, from, she's actually from France. That's Larry's Hall. But everybody else there is from. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Man crush on her. And, 
and lastly, and he is also the winner of six awards, which we'll mention some later. So, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and give a warm welcome to our special guest on today's inaugural episode of Larry and Ray Bother Neil Plotnick. Welcome, Neil. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm okay. Good to be here. Good to have you. How many of those facts would you like to say I missed? Well, (laughs) you you let off with the the polar plunge is done for Special Olympics. Okay. And that is done usually in February or March at Revere Beach on New Year's Day. Okay. Uh, the Bell Street Brownies. We don't want to take away from their right. from yes. their uh, yeah. from their work, but I've yes. been doing that for oh about eleven or twelve years yes. now. And, wow, that's uh, great! Raised uh, many thousands of dollars oh, thanks wow. to the generosity of my friends and wow. my Masonic Lodge brothers who oh, uh, wow. jump in with me. And uh, my son Marty is a Special Olympian, mm-hmm. and uh, oh wow, he's the uh, the only athlete on his bowling team to ever jump in the ocean with me. So um, he bowls. He does. And, he plays basketball now. In basketball. Basketball wow. is his big thing now. Wow. He does that every Sunday. He plays yeah. basketball. Neil made the mistake of bringing the bowling ball in when he plunged, though. It, it was, yeah, it took that like didn't work out, well. out It didn't work well at the basketball court either, for that matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the rebounder was like poor kid, you know. Yeah. Just, it was, he was, <laughs> yeah. you know, not the same after that. Yeah. He must go with to you with at some of the Celtics games. I we go, yes. Yeah. He, we've, we we um, the the story goes that when he was about uh, he he really started liking basketball. He yep. had a little backboard in his room. He yep. played it all the time. He's loved watching it on TV. Got all excited. He had some surgery on his leg, and I the Celtics had gone through the NBA had a um, a strike, and they had an open house to welcome fans back. Yeah. And I took him in a wheelchair, and we got to meet Antoine Walker. We wow. came in and, yeah. and some of the wow, other nice. players and. Um, had a great time. I called up the uh, ticket people that said, you know, the Celtics were not at a, they're not in a deer, but they were certainly not at the great heights of the post-Larry Bird era, let's yeah. put it that way. Right. And it was about 25 years ago, and they said, hey, you know, have any seats? They said, we have a half-season package front row of the balcony. So I, I split them in half with a friend who uh, moved down to D.C., but we kept the tickets, and we've been there now. It's our 25th season, oh, wow. uh, Celtics season ticket holders. Nice. 25, yeah. So. Oh. Yep. yep. Fantastic. <laughs> and so tell us, what else did we miss the boat on? Um, you were nodding on Never the been to Cocomonga. Oh, yeah. Well, I knew the, I kind of... The, I thought, the, you, I thought the, that was the, legit. The, the wildebeests were young. And they were okay. They were easy for me to deal yeah. with. Yeah, 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 yeah. The sort of uh, cybersecurity expert, tell us what the most important things are in order to keep like your PC safe from cyber criminals in general for the common layman or child like Larry. The, the most important thing, the usual, the human error. Yep. That's the number one thing is what do you do as a user to protect your information from being shared? Yeah. Um, you can install all the antivirus programs. You can try to only use what's known as a safe website, but people will say the PT bar and the sucker's born every minute. Yeah. And you have to guard yourself against doing stupid things. And that's mm-hmm. that's that's the number one piece so of advice. So don't click on a link that you don't know where it came from. There's a whole bunch of things you can do. Yeah. You know, it's the old I get text messages from uh, companies saying, Oh, we misdelivered a package for you, uh, click here right. to oh we the ones that I've seen a lot more recently have been the uh, we've we've uh, Charge your account five ninety nine for a new year's worth of whatever. Yeah. Um, click here if that is charged as an error. And I always say, okay, send it to fraud at Amazon.com or whatever the the perpetrator seems to be saying that they are representing Uh PayPal, whoever it is, and uh, assume that calling the 800 number is not a good thing. Yeah. 
Uh, right. So that, anything on that email is fraud. Most likely. Usually, or you fake. can you can. There are certain things. Is it well written? Um, right. There are some ones that are scarily good. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, and they can. And, and the logos look almost identical. Well, they, they I show my students how to do this. Yeah. I mean, any of the logos that you see from um, any of the Best Buys, or you yeah. know, I'm not trying to pick on them or them being bad. Yeah, but it's good. true. All you have to do is grab a logo, make it look um, legitimate, and then. You can have it go to a bogus website. Um, very easy to say if the um, whatchamacallit.u you, right. becomes whatchamacallit.u with a different spelling mm-hmm. yeah. or an L instead of an I, and the casual user will not see that. Yeah. Um, those type of things happen. It's, it's a very, uh, there's various ways to do it. Mitnick, Kevin Mitnick was known as the, the great, uh, greatest of, uh, of the first first range of these people who were doing this this yeah. social um, social engineering he, he tricked people into believing things and uh, that that's really the gullibility of if you want to use that word but people want to believe something right and then you just you use that and, you know I tell people it if you send out a million emails it doesn't cost you really much to send out a million emails yeah right. and all you have to do is get that small percentage of people to reply, and then you know, if you get a thousand dollars from five percent or one one half of one percent of a million people, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and there will even right. the most intelligent people could be. Oh, people um, are duped us. all the time. Yeah, people are duped. Doesn't matter. Be well educated and well informed is is two different things. Right. Um, Can't you also tell from the uh, the URL where it came from the can, way that is that can be set up? There are a lot of different things that a a person who is skilled at doing these things yeah. can hide. Yeah. Um, so the URL, this is Uniform Resource Locator, is a www.something.com. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, again, it can be, you can be redirected to something. You right. go to a web page that seems legitimate and has all the right logos, as you said before, yeah. and then when you're using it, somehow it redirects you to a wrong thing. You can have an email set up that says something like, uh, electronic refunds at something.com and not have it actually rely go to that that place yeah yeah you have to condition yourself to be guarded and paranoid this is one case where you have to do it an example was uh yesterday i saw this link from what a, a co-worker of ours at the school that we work at and um she had sent me like a Dunkin', well allegedly a dunkin donuts gift card but the way it was formatted it looked very strange and I was about to like just delete it or whatever. And I said, I'm just going to talk to her anyway and see if she actually did this. And sure enough, she actually sent it. But I didn't want to obviously click on it till I went to the source. Well, I, I had a similar incident happen. I had a, a alert from my credit card about a fraudulent charge, which, you know, can be true. And I'm like, I don't want to make a mistake and, you know, call these people or click on this link. So I called the credit card company and they yeah. said, yes, we had somebody who we believe was using your card fraudulently. Yeah. yeah. And it was, they had already denied the charge. Kudos to them. And said, it should be a new card. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's so smart. there, there's things that I do. Yeah. Uh, for example, every time if I, if I have one of my credit cards, if I charge over a hundred dollars on it, I get an automatic notification that your mm-hmm. card was used for this, that, the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these credit card companies can issue you a a temporary kind of card number. So when you're using transactions over the internet, your real number is hidden from yeah. the vendor. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we we call a phone number, you know, to buy something. We say, here's my number, 555-111-11, whatever. And yeah. here's my expiration date. Here's the three digits on the back or whatever. 
and you're trusting that person on the other on the other side of the transaction to not you know to to, to only charge you for what you purchased, right. but that can just be easily yeah you know, they can write it have. down and yeah and, you know so you 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 want to use whatever minimize whatever risks you have right um, I uh, there's no such thing as 100 percent sure you know yeah. it's like if you have surgery the doctor say oh, I'm gonna do the best I can. <laughs> but there's always yeah, you know. that risk that right. you know when you have when you do inter in, interact with somebody over the internet that something could be intercepted and something yep. could be done. Yeah. Um, you just have to understand the credit card companies don't want to have you get screwed over, so you should you know anytime you have a, a bad transaction or something you question, give them a call. Yeah. Just find out what's going on. I have sometimes it's a legitimate transaction, sometimes it's not. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I'll forget, like you know, because it'll be under a different code or a different name. It might be a small transaction, and I said I never bought that. And right. Sure enough, you know. There are also you know. some of those alerts, like I said just a moment ago. A hundred dollars is like the, the the benchmark that if I go over that, it's going to be. So if you're buying a TV set or something other big ticket item, that'll be flagged. But if you're going and buying twenty dollars here, fifteen dollars there, thirty dollars there, it doesn't trigger that automatic alert. Right. right, that's a good point. A lot of people could do thirty cents, forty cents, a dollar. Next thing you know, so and that's how these people they can nickel and dime you. Once those numbers get leaked, hundreds of people can actually use your number and drain your account. You can be drained drip by drip or massive chunks. A massive chunks going to raise a red flag, whereas a little drips and drabs may not. That's yeah. and that's good advice yeah. to be always check your bank statements, yeah. whether online or in in letter form or whatever. Absolutely. I, I have a question. Read right um, on them. Yep. So when I go to a website, for example, I often see uh, we use cookies, and you mm -hmm. have to click to kind of accept them or whatever. Yeah, to kind of really get into the site a little bit. Is it safe to click on cookies, and what does that actually do? A in cookies the background to your are computer? used. Um, there's a whole history of that whole thing, but I don't really. Go, that's something I'll, I'll yeah. teach in my class. But yeah. essentially, if you go to one website and you're searching for, let's say, a, a, a camera, for example. Yeah. And you say, I'm looking at on this particular brand, this particular features or whatever, whatever. And you don't buy at that time. And you come back to that website again. You don't have to go through the whole search of mechanism. So it remembers, oh, last time you're here, you're looking at this Canon or Nikon or whatever yeah. brand camera. There's a cookie uh -huh. that stores that information. So uh -huh. there's a convenience to you as a user uh -huh. to actually have a cookie. Well, right. cookies would be exchanged between websites. So if you right. are interacting with somebody on Facebook yeah. on their new car and then you see an ad come in for the new car or you do a search right. and th those types of things those kinds of cookies are tracking your use across the web so there is an advantage to that because it makes your your use of the internet more personal more uh, you know quicker because you don't have to re-enter these things but there is some Danger. You can you can turn off tracking cookies. You can do certain things with them. Um, so again, it comes down to I would guess that a savvy user. When I say savvy, somebody who really knows what they're doing. Yeah, can control their use of cookies to a, to a greater extent than most people don't. Most people have just click OK, and that's pretty much what everybody does. Right. So can it make you less secure, though, when you click on a cookie? Like, what should we tell the average person about cookies? The the average person, I don't think there's really something to worry about pretty much with cookies. Yeah. Um, you can delete cookies. You can... You can you, you, That's you, true. You can you, delete your cookies. You, you can you can eat I, your cookies, but but if you, you want to also dip them in milk. By the way, I was going to say They're I wish all, I could have deleted the fourteen or fifteen uh, thin mints I had at your house the other night. The, <laughs> most people are using are you a popular browser like say Google Chrome? Yeah. 
all right? And that's pretty much 80, 70, whatever percentage you want to look at. But there are, you see the ads all the time for a DuckDuckGo. Yep. And there are other browsers that use similar techniques so that they don't track your use. Yep. So the difference is if you go to Google and you say, I want to buy a camera, it's going to show you camera shops near you. So it's going to have location data so that if you're living, if you're in Cambridge from Massachusetts, it's going to show you being, you know, camera shops that are, makes sense. Now, if you go to a generic search, it's not going to know where you are. It's going to show, well, there's Bob's camera shop in Baltimore and there's Tom's camera shop in California. That may not be useful to you. Right. So you have to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So you might want to say, oh, give me a camera shop that's in right. this particular It's like when Larry drove 300 miles for an energy drink thinking that was the only place. It was like, what was it, Connecticut or something? I think it was uh, Northern Maine. Mm-hmm. The, I was the, almost, the, the, North, the Northern Maine. I think I was almost in Canada. <laughs> the, 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 like the thin mints won't make you thin, the smart more will make you smart. I'm not sure if they mentioned how much energy drinks give he you He could energy. have just walked to the corner store, but he didn't really, they didn't have his location, so he drove 300 yeah. miles. But hey, we all make mistakes. It happens. You know, I had the afternoon off. It was a nice truck. Get your way out of the house for a while. You know, it's something I needed to explore. Uh, that's funny. Did you uh, want to talk about, who is it, uh, Ziff Davis and folks? Or? Oh, I may have. Uh, Whatever you. you, you it's know, so I'll... funny you mentioned that one because I actually. Took that one out. Well, yeah, so <laughs> as you, when we spoke, you know, when we had our little uh, powwow. Pre production uh, meeting, yeah, as we call you it. You told me you were the IT guy for Ziff Davis. So I was wondering if you ever met Bill Ziff or Bernie Davis. Ziff brothers and bill ziff yeah yeah williams yeah he met we met him uh-huh. and uh he he was his company and he right. felt he would have these every year or two he'd have these uh meetings you know with town hall kind of uh-huh. events with everybody there from fact from yeah. the uh, from the staff and he had like a court reporter one of those i forget what those things the little hood they put over their face yeah. like, like a cpap machine to talk and they would record ah. all the messages yeah. oh, and he, he he tells what they what they were doing what he was thinking of planning and doing and you can ask him basically questions on how the company was operating what he thought was going on Hold and, on why did he have the cpap on no it wasn't a cpap it was this <laughs> it was he had a woman there who was like a court reporter who was a ah, stenographer okay, or whatever gotcha, but gotcha. they have i've seen in the old you know the old perry mason movies yeah, right. they have somebody Talking into this little yeah. uh, little recording yeah, device, yeah. Yeah. Larry still uses that. In fact, yeah. So they had, um, yeah. He told me I said about CPAPs before. So anyway, <laughs> had to work it in there. But he had this uh, town hall meeting, and when I remember doing this is going back a number of years ago, and the World Wide Web was basically just being introduced. And I asked him about electronic publishing, and yeah. how do they see us as a print-based magazine publisher? How do they see us? moving to that and he said we're a gaga about it we're excited and we're not quite sure where we're going to go because i have to think think of the time if there was you know cnn had a would have technology articles and they were from our competitor uh-huh. yeah you know from pc week competitor or pc magazine you worked competitor. there too i believe right i was at pc yeah. week ziff davis yeah. publishing yeah. uh made pc magazine pc week pc computing oh, okay, gotcha. And I was at their PC Week division. I spent a couple of years at the software development firm that they had uh, spun up, and I was their their lead technician there for a while, right in Cambridge, actually, at the uh, the old Davenport building near the Camperside Galleria. Oh, right, yeah. So uh, first twenty five first. Which is Street. being converted, I think, to lab space now, BioLab or something. I, I don't know. Or maybe know. like the, the it's anchor, been a long time since I was in there. I actually ran cables in that building and put yeah. in the first networks that they had on that. On wow. that. 
Good. Yeah, wow. And there was a rumor that you once wrote an article saying, I don't think the internet's going to take off. No, no, true? it wasn't me. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> I made that up. That no, just... no. Oh, can you imagine know, it's, it's, it's amazing because when you're there, to, really is at his infancy. Yeah. Um, there was a guy named Mark Andreessen who was uh, came into the offices in Medford. I, well, I know that name. You do? Yeah, he's the co-inventor of Netscape Navigator, the first okay. real web oh. uh, website browser. The first nice, real yeah. web browser. Yes, yes. And he was like 25, 20. It was a young man. He came in and, you know, wearing his jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah. And he came to speak to the editor-in-chief or whoever was yeah. there of PC Week. So we had people who came in who were, you know, pretty well-known, like Bill Gates would come in there. Yeah. And and oh, these other folks who were the luminaries, yeah. uh, Philip Kahn from yeah. Borland. Yeah. So you, know, you get to meet some people. And it was kind of exciting wow. because you cool. really, you know, you're at in Las Vegas, um, we were there several times for big trade shows, 20,000, 30,000 people or whatever it is, the MGM Grand, hotel rooms and stuff like that. What we was had, that trade show called? Well, there was Comdex Network. Comdex, Direct, Comdex. Yep. So we, we would right. um, we would be backstage. I would be backstage with a computer and a microphone and a video Next. camera, and we were doing actually live video up, live video public, uh, live video broadcasting from the trade show. Right. And wow. right backstage when Bill Gates is doing his keynote, I'd be there in a little dark room next to these guys with my my oh, desktop wow. computer and a and a modem of some sort and, and doing live video updates because not everybody can go to the trade show. You know, the, the tra that Comdex uh, was produced originally in, I think, Needham. Yeah. I and then it, it turned into SoftBank Comdex. Yeah, well, that was when uh, Maiyoshi-san from uh, Japan yeah. bought the company. But Shelley Adelson started it. Uh, so if, yeah, I don't these, know that name. Uh, he went but, to uh, school with my father many, many years ago. Wow, you really are connected. Yeah. I had no oh, yeah. idea. I you, actually you actually believe in something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was being at the in, at the infancy of the internet. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. Uh, it was we had a lot of it was, you know mostly young people. Yeah, if you yeah. were like thirty five or you know at that age, you were kind of one of the senior folks at the faculty uh, yeah. on staff. I keep faculty because I keep thinking I'm in school yeah. again. Well, you know, kind of. Are. Yeah. But the the staff there was young, and these were enthusiastic people and uh, we we were looking at all the trails being blazed at that time yeah. and nobody really knew where, where the stuff was going um, and it was it was it was kind of fun to see it explode there's a Facebook group um, called IT humor and memes and stuff like that it's basically mm -hmm. all these IT people who have like stupid user stories and the like and we've had this thing over the last uh, two weeks like how old am yeah. I yeah. And we're showing people like I started computers doing this. I started computers doing that. Yeah. So I'm I'm realizing that I'm one of the old. I actually used the a key punch machine, and paper tape, and dial up modems. And uh, I was alive before AOL was invented. So I'm one of the senior folks there. But yeah. it's, it's really nice. kind of interesting to see how dynamically, dramatically has changed. It's like going from the right flyer in your you know, being invented to basically everybody having a spaceship in their own personal backyard ready to go to the moon. And if you look at the, the, the arc of like technology. You. Yeah. And that's, you know, we had we had Moore's Law from the, the founder of Intel, which said that every 18 months computer power roughly doubles, and he was right for 35, 40 years or whatever, depending on the... But the dynamics of how things have changed and grown over the years is, is really a fascinating uh, place to be. Yes, yes. I get my kids excited, hopefully, by it and see that, hey, you know, there's yes. a place for you in the future. And I'm not sure where it's going to be, where it's going to be cybersecurity, programming, user, ex user experience design, or whatever. 
there's a place for you, and we just need people to uh, appreciate that. And right, right. What I teach right now, there's 700,000 jobs that are open currently in the United States in cyber, that are cybersecurity. You know, I happen to be a recruiter. Okay. So um, that's yeah. an interesting statistic. That's yeah. it, it's 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 blows your mind yeah. because um, I was in um, the accolades you 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 didn't mention before. Yeah. So I was in Washington <laughs> D.C. in Alexandria, Virginia, yeah. for a cyber yeah. educators conference, and it was a, uh, one of the uh, education people who was uh, from uh, the Ohio uh, state of Ohio, and went to Ron Portman's uh, Senate office to talk to him, and he said, "I'm having students graduating from high school." walking into a job for $70,000 a year. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And technology is something that you can pick up a lot by yourself. And companies are looking at talent. If they wait till the kids graduate from high school, from college, they're really losing out to the Googles and the Amazons. It's almost so becoming they like do, the sports leagues, right? Right. You really, but you, I have students yeah. that are really talented, who yeah. are really experienced, who, yeah. who've, who've learned a lot of things, even starting at 11, 12 years old. I have students that are doing stuff in my classroom, no, no um, hyperbole here, but they are doing things that, that most people do not get until the first or second or third year in college, some of the well, stuff I'm teaching them. Well, they, this is something that blew my mind in those lines when I was having my um, traditional... Uh, New Year's Day brunch at the Chinese restaurant in Cambridge with my friends. Um, they had a three-year-old adopted daughter with them. And all of a sudden, you know, during the meal, you know, she's getting bored because we're having adult conversation. I mean, I was the only one who could really relate I to the three-year-old. I probably would have got bored, too. Yeah, you would. You, you hate adult conversation. I really? I have to dumb it down for the kids sometimes. <laughs> but um, she's three years old. Not even three yet. She's going to be three soon. And she pulled out her this little, her mini iPad, and she started scrolling and doing Everything like a pro stuff I can't even do right now, and because she's brought up in this environment, and my friends were like, the, all they did was pass it to her, and she figured it out on her own by just touching a couple little things on the pad, and she's off to the races. Well, really incredible. One of the things that I'll, I'll, uh, thing that I remember it happened to me. I was at a uh, worked at a computer store in uh, White Plains, New York, which is just north of New York City. Oh, I, I actually lived in White Plains for a while. Well, not a while, six months. So yeah. if you know where until no the incident, Heath Kit yeah. stores, Heath kits in it, uh, Heath uh, Heath <laughs> candy bars. Heath used to make airplane engines and stuff. Anyway, the Heath company yeah. was a they sold uh, their own Zenith brand of uh, IBM compatible computers and Apple computers. I was working for IBM, by the way. See, were you really in White Plains? Itty bitty yeah. machines. Yeah, IBM is their wow. corporate headquarters. Itty bitty machines. Right. That's what it stands. Their headquarters <laughs> is right around there. Or I've been moved. So yeah, I've been moved, right. So anyway, um, we had a family. Would, when we sold an Apple II computer or any computer, they came with a certificate. They came an hour of training. We had a, a loom set up for training. And a, a family, a, a parents came in with their kids to say, so how do you use this computer? And the kids were like, how do you do something? And I showed them, okay, good. The family, the, the older people was like, why are you doing this? They wanted to know why, why, why are you doing that? Why are you putting that in there? Why are you clicking that? And the kids were like, how, how do you do something? And that was the metaphor of, of that I understood that, all right, kids see things differently. How do I do something and I'll do it? I'll re replicate those steps versus the adults who are saying, like, I, I don't understand what's, why are you doing all these things? I don't, what is really important? And I said, you know, you don't have to know how an internal combustion engine works to drive a car. Yeah, good point. How do and, I do it? And, you know, that's the thing. You, you need to understand what do I need to learn to make something function. Right versus yeah. like all the stuff that goes on underneath it. 
And you know, and this 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 little girl you were you were speaking of has that kind of thing. I'll just figure out how to, you know. I and in the book I wrote, yeah. I wrote about this somebody who I call a clickaholic. So he clicks everything. Yeah. You know, like, I'll try this. I'll try that. Try. Sometimes they discover something that's pretty cool, and yeah. they can use that. You can use that information as you teach other people. Other yeah. people are very I call click phobic. They don't want to touch anything. They're afraid they're going to do anything. It's going to blow up and shards of glass that come flying through the screen or whatever. So you have you have to understand that some people have a different attitude towards things. Yes. And you know, so you have to sort of find out where people are and make them feel comfortable with yeah. the technology. I will say this, even though kids may be really adept at using a cell phone or yeah. an iPad or something, they don't really know how to use a computer because they look at icons and oh, that right. they have no understanding of really of like how files and directories work, the understanding that goes beneath um, yeah. the, the the surface, what you're seeing. <clears throat> Competency is like saying somebody could be a race car driver and who's really good at driving a car who can never tune up a car no matter what, couldn't change oil, yeah, couldn't under, doesn't know the difference between a tr uh, transmission and and a, and a clutch and all the different pieces. Um, to really understand how the operation of a vehicle is, you have to have a deeper understanding of what goes underneath. Yeah. So that's that's the kind of, of struggle you have. You you want to be able to use the device, yes, but then you have to understand like, okay, underneath it, how does it operate? And then if you understand that, then you got something because then right. you can make it your own. You can really customize it. Yep. It's a difference between somebody who buys furniture versus someone who makes furniture. I guess that's something. Yeah, that, no, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Right. What else we got, Jim? Well, actually, I know you wanted me to ask another one of these questions, but I wanted to ask yeah. about cruising. Okay. Changing the subject. Yep. Yes. And um, so I know you mentioned you've been to 40 countries. Something like that, yeah. And many. Yeah, many. More than five. I have two questions, but the first question is, where's, where was maybe the most exciting or exotic cruise that you've taken? The One of the most incredible places I've been to is Norway. Mm. And there was a lot of reasons, you know, people think of cruising as you go to the beach and you have Mai Tais. Yeah. We've, you know, we've done that. We've been yeah. to the Caribbean, we've been to Mexico. You know, we, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's lovely, yeah. it's great, it's beautiful to see the beaches and the yeah. oceans yeah. and stuff like that. But we've also said we want to see cultures and understand the right. world as it is in places not where I live. Right. So Norway was very different. And you're there is a three or four days we're above the arctic circle where the sun doesn't set we were there in the summer wow and i remember playing basketball playing basketball on the deck of the ship at one o'clock in the morning the sun's out wow and you're in a fjord somewhere cruising and you, the landscape is not like anything you see around yeah. here it's just it's stark and, and beautiful and uh, you see how the life must have been like. And then you go to North Cape, which is the most northern point of continental Europe. Yeah. And they have this huge display about the Arctic convoys that went to Romansk during World War II. And you realize that, you know, like seven, ten miles from where you are standing, there were pitched battles between U-boats and Liberty ships yeah. and, and British ships. and Amer You know, there was, there was a war going on there. And if you're thinking about doing that in the middle of January, where it's dark, yeah, and the seas are treacherous, and you're going around at seven or eight knots because you're in an old Liberty ship, and then there's Germans there who want to torpedo you or surface ships that want to knock you out, 
it's it's quite a quite a stark thing. So that was really kind of That's neat. Cool. We got to see some yeah. um, some some waterfalls and glaciers. Very different from, uh, like I said, not not the the, the Mai Tai uh, cocktail uh, place, but, but those are nice as well. Yeah, it took yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. Advantage. We did about two. We had about 10, 12 days to go all around Norway, and uh, we had a lot of music on the ship. So it was we got to meet lots of people. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, we were on a cruise recently that all the announcements were made in English, Spanish, German, and French. And there were people from literally all over the world. I mean, all getting along. I mean, we just, you know, that was kind of a cool thing. You get to learn a little, un paquito espanol, you know, a little yeah. Spanish here and a little this, a little that. And, you know, you're watching shows, you go into restaurants, you see people in bars dancing. It's just people are people. And that was kind of that was kind of fun nice. as well. Yeah. Neil told people it's traditional for people that don't speak English on the cruises to treat the um, the one who does speak English to dinner. Well, well that doesn't so, happen. <laughs> you know. And what is it about a second lobster or something? Well, that's, Isn't there I, a that's my second question. Yeah, so, okay. I heard about these rumors. So when they have lobster night, right? A lot of the cruises have lobster night, and I was reading how there's this technique if you want to like get a second lobster. You ask. And not pay the up, <laughs> not pay the upcharge. Really? Well, they no. give you a free. A free well, I'll, I'll have to. I'll tell you, yeah. we, we took a we took a cruise <laughs> out of New York City that went up to. Uh, Maine, and I believe it also went to like maybe gone to Halifax or, or something in like Nova Scotia, or whatever. And I think we're in Bar Harbor or something like that. And we can, the the um, the cruise they put in the song Hot Hot Hot, which is oh, very yeah. and, I love that song. And these yeah. guys come, Buster Point we, cut, we just come off of a. Uh, look, by the way, I'm getting a phone call here. It says wow. Scam Likely, wow. which I think is really kind of cool. Wow, we're getting live, ladies and gentlemen. Unless the person's it? name is Scam Likely, yeah, uh, which is probably unlikely. How but about, anyway, could be Holly. Mary dated a woman named Holly Go Likely. That's yeah, right? so, in lightly. the 60s. It was Likely. Yeah, and yeah, she did go likely. Believe me, voted most, likely. most, uh, most. Uh, anyway, <laughs> most she, likely too. Most likely not to <laughs> in Mary's case. Uh, anyway, so we were on the cruise ship, and um, we we noticed as we came onto the ship that they had all these these uh, bins outside, and yeah. they basically. The waiters and busboys were coming on with these platters with a live lobsters singing uh-huh. hot, hot, hot. Oh, the lobsters man. were singing hot, hot, no, hot? No, no. They were, no, they they were, were they're playing the music hot, oh, hot, hot. They they for us, I said the line was for me. For, the, for us, it's a parade. For them, it's a death march. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. the lobsters went back into the kitchen and they, they, they dispatched them and they brought them out. Wow. So, you know, it, we we were some of the what my my people called the old guard. We had been cruising for we went on a honeymoon cruise over 30 years ago. And it's a different atmosphere then than it is today. Yeah. It was more formal dress and everything. Well, it was it was it was there was more of a formula, let's say. You know, like say. the Titanic. No, you would you have, yeah, you have, you'd have <laughs> I have a tuxedo, I have formal night, yes. <laughs> but what happened is you would have dinners at two seatings. Right. Main seating and late seating, like 6 and 8.30 or approximately, give or take. And you sit at the same table with the same other passengers for the, each each night. Oh, really? You don't? They don't mix it up? So this is the way it was done. So you oh, back these, then. Yeah. Back then. So I remember our, our honeymoon cruise, there was a, um, a woman, a single mom with her son who was like 10 or 12. And there was another woman with her mom who was in her 70s. Yeah. And we sat, and every time, it, you know, you said you came back to dinner. I was like, oh, what'd you do today? And, you know, it was kind of you, you caught up, and you, these are your table mates. Right. For the cruise, for the length yeah. of the cruise. Um, and then 
20-something, whatever years ago, they started having open seating, which basically said you come in, you show up, they put you down, and that's your seat. Yeah. Again, it depends on the line. It depends yeah, it's on It's kind of nice going itinerary. to the same table every night because you, you get, get the same waiter. You get the same bus And boy, the same they, group that you can kind of really bond with yeah, along, you know, if you like them. We went with my... Well, that's the key if you we like We went them. with my parents on a cruise um, to Bermuda out of New York once. I went with my in-laws and my sister, you know, their other daughter and their son on a cruise. Um, we went with my niece and her husband and her mom. And her husband, you know, we went, it was, we went on a, we were seven people on this cruise out of um, Seattle, I think, to Alaska. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. And that's another yeah. really cool. We yeah. did, we that's did beautiful. one out of, uh, we did one out of California, one out of, uh, one out of Vancouver, one out of Seattle. Sorry, we, Vancouver and Seattle. So we're in this cruise and it was seven people at the table. Tables normally have eight. And Major D came by, hey, you know, do you mind having somebody join you for dinner? I'm like, yeah, sure, come on, we don't care. So he said they ended up bringing the uh, the navigator from the ship, it was an officer, wow. to sit with us. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. He's like, I bought a wine for everybody. He bought us wine for the table. He said, you look like you're a fun family. We're having a good time. <laughs> and you had a space, so we figured we'd have you sit with an officer. So that happened to us. And then then the Major D, uh, the, excuse me, the chief purser of the, sh- of the cruise, uh-huh. sat with us another night. Uh, my niece happens to be a singer, and he's and she's also a vegetarian. He said, "How could you be singer and be a vegetarian? You have to have meat to be powerful." She goes, "He said, if you come to this lounge tonight and sing a song, I'll buy you a bottle of wine." She goes, "Oh, sure, no problem." So we went yeah. to a lounge, yeah. yeah, and she sang. Yeah, she just said, you know, went to the. What uh, did she the, sing? Do you remember? It was a Broadway show too. Oh, and nice. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what she said. Yeah, some ve- vegetarian song, probably. Yeah. You know, so. Carrie Underwood's a vegan song. Is she so, really? Well, yeah. Chrissy Hind, of course. She doesn't. Yeah. I think she's a vegan. I I yeah. don't keep yeah. track of these things. So they're not <laughs> on my they're not on my database here of like who's <laughs> vegan. Barry has a lot of free vegan time in his hands. Broad, Broadway yeah. singers here, yeah. but we yeah. we did have that. Yeah, that's a show. <laughs> it's a separate podcast. So my, my niece Lauren is also a speech and language pathologist, yeah. and yep. uh, she loves she and her uh, husband and her son. Um, they have a, formed a band with some of the people in their uh, their neighborhood called Trunkside Court, and they do original music. She was, um, they they have um, she was like she sang at a local uh, minor league baseball team, oh, and she won nice. like Miss Portland Hudson Valley Banks. Hudson like Hudson Valley Idol or something. So oh. she won there. Um, she Hudson won Valley. she won the uh, top prize there. So she has a fine nice. voice. And her sister also sings. So I said, her niece Kara sings as well. But you know, pretty they, good. So we have some musicians in the family. I did not have, the, I don't say I don't have the gene. Both my brothers play uh, instruments. I have two older brothers. Oh, what um, do they play? Uh, Paul, I remember when I was a young, he played the cello and Roy. Wow. So, uh, but he, he's a guitarist and yeah. he and a bunch of his friends play like 60s and 70, 60s old, you know, Beatles music nice. and stuff like that. So he he's he's yeah. he's had his he's had his band. Roy also plays uh, guitar. They both played piano. Sure. For those that are fans of our um, award-winning how many Cambys have we won? Three. Three Camby Awards. Yeah. Um, we t- lost the fourth year to that book guy. Yeah, there's the book guy. Yeah. Uh, and believe Can- me, I you am have not, to, I, You I have, have to impress me. I don't know what a Camby Award oh, it's a, is. Explain it while well, I... Well, you know, Kate, we're in Cambridge. Oh, we, okay. We, our show is in this very studio, Cambridge Community Television. Yep. And every year, you know, like the Emmys or the Oscars, they have the Cambys. Yeah. The oh, Cambridge okay. Cambys. Now, this yeah. is a fictitious uh, organization. Yet very real. Yeah, very real and not mine. Yeah. So, so you printed out the certificate yourself and mounted it yourself. Well, there's no office. actual certificate. Well, but we dirt, did, yeah. You can print it out. It doesn't take Well, that's actually a statuette. 
Yeah, I like the idea. Yeah. I mean, there should be cambies for all of us. That's what I'm saying. A little, little bowler so, on top, and you yeah. wrote, you crossed out bowler and wrote down cambie. Yeah, it kind of looks like Charlie <laughs> Chaplin. Okay, exactly. Figured yeah. as much. Okay. Except with no talent. Um, so yeah, we do our, our award-winning in our minds um, cable show. Anything goes with Larry and Rain Studio A. We're in Studio what B or C? Although right that now. studio looks. We're like in the, the green. We're in the green, green or the blue. red or something. There's a there's a color yeah. outside the but, door. But Larry has um, on occasion when the mood should strike, he plays a very good trumpet. He does a really nice job. So perhaps on one of these podcasts, perhaps, you will yeah. play it. Little, yeah. little Herb Alpert here and there. We love Herb Alpert, yeah. yes. And Tijuana Brass? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of our favorites. Yeah, he's great. Not to be so. confused with Marv Alpert. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no. You know, actually, yes. yeah, that would be interesting. Yes. Or uh, how, who was the weatherman? Dick was, Albert. Uh, Dick, Dick Albert. Albert. Right. Yeah. Another, another yeah. guy, yeah. So there was a, uh, there was a guy named Field. Uh, who was a New York City uh, weather forecast? He had a mm-hmm. son named Stormfield. Also became a meteorologist. Stormfield. Stormfield like was a meteor- yeah, You look it up. Stormfield is a meteorologist. Wow. Um, we're oh. gonna have to. We're gonna start winding down. Boy, this oh. almost been an hour. And, Can I ask uh, one trivia question? Yeah, we, I wanted to sneak in a couple more things. Go okay. ahead, Junior. Well, here's my trivia question for the day. I always like to give Ray trivia questions. I love, you, I love this. He's very good at it. Sports related. Yeah. This one I actually made up myself. Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about the Celtics yet. Yeah, well, it's that. about yeah. the Celtics. Okay. So, as it's we all one. know, they got really uh, thumped last night. Yes. By OKC. Oklahoma City. What's the team? Thunder something? Thunder. Yes. Thunder, just the Thunder. Okay. So, the Thunder scored 150 points on our Celtics. So... Has there ever been a team uh, that has scored more points against the Celtics in the history of the Celtics? Yes. And Don't ask me when it happened, but I do know that that has. They have. There was something on the radio this morning that yes. hadn't happened since 1973 or whatever it was. Really? That long? It was, so, I don't, you know. Well, I think in 79, possibly. It was something. It was 160 points. Uh, that wasn't one of my better. I wasn't. Pl- I wasn't. Questions. I wasn't playing either of these games, so you can't blame me. Yeah, yeah. they'll they'll come back. But in one other time, 150 was scored against them by I think uh, Philadelphia. Maybe yeah, that was disappointing. But this though. goes way back. Yeah, at least to the 70s. It's the old. Uh, you can't. It's hard to compare errors. You know, they didn't have Very the three hard. point shot. The yeah. rules were different. You didn't have guys who were six foot eight playing small forward. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That's true. So you know, it's 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 it, it's the the dimensions of the ballparks are different. You know, and in, in, in all, any of those yeah, errors. Interestingly, though, they didn't have the three point play back then. When did the three yeah. point play come in? Three point shot. That's probably in the 90s. I bet. But yeah. No, well, it started in college, and they changed yeah. the that They changed the, the, uh, the how far away it was. It's been the same way now for a number of years probably and, since the 80s maybe you know if you watch some of the old even you know in the, the early 80s some of the playoff games and these guys are down, they're not going to shoot threes they were the shooting the three as the primary shot was not done it was like you know he's open there's like two seconds left in the shot clock off yeah just toss three. it up yeah and it's not it's not the same kind of ball game it's not like you don't have like it's hard to really compare it, but like you know, intentional walks—you don't have to guy the catcher stand up and take four balls anymore. Just say, "Hey, put them on first." Yeah, put them on. Yeah. And so rules do change. The game does change. Um, it used to be that everybody who went to college played four years, and then they joined the NBA. You didn't have these kids coming out—kids, young men, eighteen, yeah. nineteen years old, yeah. who maybe play one year, one and done. They call it, you yeah. know. And this, yeah. And this, this like uh, Kevin Garnett. 
Hey, Kevin Garnett didn't play college. He didn't go to college. Right. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Kobe Bryant didn't, right? So there's a number of people. They, they, a lot of these guys now. Pat um, Ewing? Yeah, he went to Georgetown. Georgetown. Right? Yeah, but we have a guy like Nerlens Noel who went to Everett High School for a year. Oh, right. He, yeah. went, he, he went to uh, Tilden or some other academy. But he played, I think, like half a season in Kentucky. He, yes. was, he had a leg injury. But anyway, he came to the NBA out of one year. Uh, Jason Tatum played one year, I believe. Oh, in uh, college, so a lot of the players who are now, you know, look, if you can make eighteen million, you know, right. yeah, go. You know, yeah. you can get a yeah. degree later. We just right. have um, the stories about players who go back and get their degree right. at a later date. Yeah. Um, so you know, Vince, yeah, Carter, especially you know, so, with injuries and things, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm just, never I'm know. Drawing a blank, somebody just went yeah. back and got his degree finally as a, as a promise to his to his mom or whatever. Yeah, I think I read that. Yeah. So I mean, those yeah. types of things. It's it's kind of. Um, it's it's like my, my high school kids that don't have to go to college who can work in cyber because the, the, the recruiters who do this kind of work say, I'll either get a st- somebody who knows what they're doing, we'll yeah. train them. Yeah. yeah. We'll get them into, if we have the- And then a company we, will pay for their education. Exactly. Right. And wow. I have I have a, a, a dear friend whose son now is interviewing for a, a job uh, for my, one of my old students who's now working at a company here in, in the area is trying yeah. to hook him up with yeah. a job interview. And yeah. this kid is, I looked at what he does. Yeah. Um, and his his skills are not off the chart, but they're extremely advanced for somebody who has his level of education and his experience. He's self-taught in many ways. I'm self-taught in computers. Yeah. I have a degree in geography. Right? Yeah. I don't have a degree in computer science, but I ended up working in the field for a long time, and I was largely self-taught. Yeah, yeah, very self-taught in interior decorating. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I have a, I have a flair. You too. You just throw everything on the floor. It looks good there, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, wherever it lands. That, that's, a, that's a story yeah. for another podcast. Yeah. Last time I was over, by the way, I noticed that your uh, space in your house is kind of shrinking. Your dog and your wife take up like 90%. Yeah, I'm basically now we're working within, within about 10 square foot area. Because <laughs> yeah, he and his and wife both work at home. Yeah. Not to mention their dog. The dog. What kind of dog do you have? I have a Lhasa Apso. Can we say that on TV? Yeah, on you can say that. Podcast? Are you familiar with the breed? Uh, no, I've it's, never it's bred like with a lapso apso. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're very gentle. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, well, she's a little bit uh, big, feisty. white, fluffy. She's feisty, dog. little white, fluffy. So yeah. Twenty mm-hmm. pounds. It's like a Shih Tzu. I don't know if you're familiar with a Shih Tzu. Yes. Yes. Uh, so it's very similar looking to a Shih Tzu. Uh, a little cuter, you know, but yeah. I'm bright biased, obviously. She's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like dogs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The dogs are a lot more work than a cat. Well, not to mention they keep you from doing a lot of things. Like every day, I got a walker. You know, like an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they require I a different can't go on level vacation. of. I can, but it's not Can't easy. get a job. I know. There's a lot. All right. As we wrap up, um, Larry and I have what we call our bothersome questions oh, wow. of the week. I'm already bothered, but that. go ahead. I know. We've bothered Neil enough. And don't worry. We're going to. And, and by the way. And by the way, if it was up to me, we would have bothered you a lot more. You can feel free. I, I teach high school. You think I have, I I have a thick skin by I'm now? I am trying to tell him. I know. All right. That's what I'm trying well, to by the way, him. let's let's talk about our sponsor, the ones who are paying us for this. Who? Um, we're sponsored by who? Oh, God. First base. <laughs> are you are you cutting deals without telling I'm me? cutting deals. Yeah, well you while you're out there walking your dog, I was yeah. cutting deals oh. with the cured meat palace. Oh so God. the cured meat palace folks oh have God. a craving for cured meat? <laughs> I think you do. Well, it's better than sick meat. It is. Oh, my God. Come to the Cured Meat Palace where kids eat free after midnight on Thursdays. Now he knows I can't eat cured meats. Cured meat. I'm on a no-salt diet. Cured Meat Palace. Yeah. So, So, all right, we get that out of the way. You have to eat the sick meat, then. 
And, I, and yes. the next one is even worse. What's that? Oh, the Lard. House of Lard. The House of, is that a real place? House of Lard. Is life hard? Go to the House of Lard. Yes. Did you just make this up? You, you, you go there on Fat Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's know, Fat Tuesday every day at the House of Lard. You no, know I can't have saturated fat. I know. <laughs> it's a House of Lard. Wow. All right. Bothersome question I have is... Um, you know, what movie, okay. what movie, song, or food, any of those things, is like a, what you consider a guilty pleasure of yours? Oh, wow. Uh, I just, I've been talking a lot about uh, uh, going out for dim sum. Yes. I just had, we, we spoke about it. I went out for dim sum after, uh, after Christmas break. It's yeah. always a fun thing to have. Oh. And people say, what did you eat? I said, I don't know. It's this white thing with the you brown stuff on top. If it came to your table, you well, took it. I, honestly, yeah. my mandarin is not good. Um, so when somebody says they come by and they, they, they ask me and if, and if it's in English or, or, or Mandarin, I don't know, but I just say, it looks good. I'll take some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Pork buns. I can say pork buns. I can say, I know how to say thank you in, in, in Mandarin, but beyond that. Right. You know, so they, yeah. you point, okay, that looks good. I'll take it. You know, shrimp. Okay. Shrimp, chicken. Okay. Chicken, whatever. Yeah. And like people are like, what is it? I don't know. They didn't have any chicken feet. I was really bummed. Yeah, oh, wow. exactly. I like chicken feet. I yeah. also like the beaks. The beaks are quite tasty. The beaks are good. Yeah, yeah. when you soften them, you know, you got to boil them for like many hours. You have, you have to. Yeah. You know, if you don't boil the beak, forget it. Yeah. It's, just, it's just like eating cardboard. Can I tell you my guilty pleasure? Yeah, please. A delicious MLT sandwich. Wow. Mutton, lettuce, and tomato. Wow. Where the mutton is so thin, <laughs> you can just, it, oh, it just sits on your tongue and it's flavorful. Wow. You are glutton for mutton. I like lamb, but not, I don't know. That's mutton. actually from the Princess Bride. Okay. Was okay. It? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. As no, you wish. I, I like before, I like before lamb. they storm the castle. Yeah. But I do <laughs> yeah, like lamb. Yeah. How about this? Who is your if you know the term hall pass, right? Your wife gives you a hall pass for this famous person. If you will Hall Pass. It's called a Hall Pass. Yeah. Yes, it ties into H-A-U-L education. or H-A-L-L. It usually involves uh taking a walk on the wild side, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like picking yeah. Oh, a, a woman go. living or dead. For example, yeah. my hall pass is Lily Munster. Well, oh, yeah. Good. She's Yvonne bad-looking, right? right? Who cares DeCarlo. about all the makeup? She's a beautiful oh, woman. Wow, she's spectacular. Right. Daphne Zuniga. Who's that? Oh, I know her. Who Daphne is it? Daphne Zuniga. Yeah. yeah. She was on... Uh, she, she was on in the Beverly sure Hills? thing. Oh, right. See, we, we when, you're, excuse, when you're like in college, 18, 19-year-old college, stu- you know, college student, and you watch a movie, and you say, ooh, She's really attractive. Yeah, and yeah. she was also yeah. in um, The Prince of Druidia in Spaceballs. Oh, Mel Brooks. I know that. Yes, yeah. yes. She was a princess. She, she doesn't she she look Druish. Is like she like the girl next door kind of girl? I, not oh. next door to me. Oh, okay. But no, she was... She was yeah. uh, I, she, <laughs> I had, you know, I kind of said, you know, she brunette? was... No? Yeah, she's brunette. Yeah, brunette. yeah she, but I had a, I had a thing yeah. for her. Yeah. So, you know, I, I thought that was a kinda healthy... Kind of like a Snow White... Flavor? No, I, she just she just had a, I just had a thing for that. <laughs> what about the voice? What kind of voice did she have? Was it Lilty? Uh, no, Larry like likes Lilty. No, I think no, she she, I she was not a she was not a a teeny tiny person. How's yeah. that sound? Full figured gal. Yeah. Yeah, she's healthy. Yeah. Healthy, you know, yeah. not like, you know, not Zoftic, yeah. if you want to use yeah. that term. Yeah, yeah, no, there's yeah. nothing in the bagel place yeah. in Brookline. But, so. you know, definitely, you know, definitely an, an attractive but woman. But if we were to know? come to blows, I'd probably end up on the uh, floor. Yeah. Well, if you want to fight Daphne Zuniga, that's up to you. <laughs> right. Larry, Larry likes, I like the same type of woman with curves, you know, like an hourglass figure with well, time running out. You know, we can. <laughs> and speaking of time running out, folks. We'll, we'll take her to the House of Lard to see what she eats. Yeah. <laughs> I think on that very unhappy note, um, I've had a wonderful afternoon. Wow. Of course, this wasn't what it. What about the rest of us? <laughs> Speak for yourself. And we're going to. Um, 
yes. somehow figure out how to get you all out of this bothersome podcast. Oh, wow. All right. Do we have an we, outro? Are we have an outro that's gonna, you're okay. going to be we're probably we'll hearing right now. Okay, so you yeah. want me to hit the button? Let's hit the button. Folks, right. it's been great. We'll see you next podcast where a special guest might be... Uh, Susan B. Anthony? Barbara Anthony, oh, Barbara her grandniece. Anthony. Yes. Uh, now we got to get her because you know her. Very Susan B. Anthony? No, no. We're just going to bring in a silver dollar and show it. Well, there you go. No, this is different. So. To coin a phrase. Yeah, yeah exactly. I to coin a coin. Wow. That would be, I bet we could get her. She's I, I 93 years old now. Yeah. No, she's not. She's, How old is she now? She's got to be about my age. All right, well, all right. Nine, almost 93, yeah. <laughs> but if you get, put it this way, if you have Daphne Zuniga, I will come back here. Right. Wow, and you'll bring, what I'll is bring that? I'll bring pastrami sandwiches. No, oh, what is that other delight? By the way, that's yeah. my guilty pleasure. No, oh, wow. Really? But you can't have it because it's uh, salty. Yeah, it's but it's, that, that's well, why it's a guilty pleasure. Guilty. And let's not forget to thank let's our fantastic guest. Thank you. Neil Plotnick. You got, got it right. Plotnick, and thank you to our executive producer, Oh, Alfonso. Alfonso, great job right. setting up. And yes. we'll see you all soon. All right, next time. Goodbye. <laughs>